0: This is Sunday night's main event. What do you guys want to talk about? On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I'm better than you. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own. I take pride in calling a stooge. A stooge, you stooge. Yeah. Acknowledge
1: me. It's Sunday know what that means i'm boris roberto aguilar Welcome you to canada's premier wrestling radio show sunday night's main event Powered by Destiny Wrestling, the Indie God, Matt Cardona will square off against Tariq in the main event of Reckless on February 24th in Oshawa at the Children's Arena. This is sure to be a match for the ages where two of the very best competitors going today meet in the ring. Get two general admission tickets for only $50. for fans looking to attend both Reckless on February 24th and Carnage on March 3rd, you can pick up combo tickets via triplew.revel re.ca slash event slash reckless that's revelry. you spell that r-e-v-e-l r-e-e dot c-a slash event slash reckless be sure to be out for destiny wrestling this show is always free across the country on tsn radio and the iheart radio news talk networks and through several affiliate stations across this beautiful land you can also find us in podcast form And the best way to do that is by going to any podcast catcher and searching for Sunday night's main event. We're also on Facebook where we have discussions pertaining to what's happening in the world of wrestling. And we have threads for every show. And you can find us by going to Facebook and searching for SNME Radio. You can also find us on social medias under the at SNME Radio username. If you want to listen to the entire Motley crew and cast of characters, you can find us in the podcast. And in addition, we have the relaunched Patreon, which is going to be slowly rolling out through the next month. And for just $5 a month, you can join the family and get extended versions of this show that you're listening to on the radio. And the best way to do that is by going to patreon.com slash Radio. Oh, what a week it has been. We have seen the fallout of Royal Rumble. CM Punk is injured. Seth Rollins is making the case for Cody Rhodes to face him. And this past Friday on... SmackDown, we saw The Rock return and having a face-to-face with Roman Reigns. It seems to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Where does this leave Seth Rollins? Where does this leave Cody? Is Cody going to quote-unquote finish his story? Well, we have so much to chat about on this week's episode of the show, and I'm going to bring in one of our podcasters who talks about SmackDown each and every single week. He, and he just so happens to be a Smack Daddy. He is Brad the Dad McKinnon and then later on in the show, still talking about The Rock. He is a podcaster. He is an author. He is loves his wrestling and he is Brian R. Solomon. Brian's going to be joining me and we're going to be chatting about The road to wrestlemania we're going to be chatting about aew and tv deals oh it's going to be such a great show so without further ado let's get to the news of the week We started off the week with some very interesting news as new news started trickling out Monday afternoon per Mike Johnson of PW Insider that the Windy City native himself, CM Punk, will be missing some time due to an injury which happened at Royal Rumble. The Windy City native tore his tricep he- heading towards surgery and apparently he has already gotten the surgery. He-, he is expected to miss six to eight weeks, which just puts him out of WrestleMania 40. And in a very teary promo, we saw CM Punk explain all that. Here's to hope and CM Punk comes back and we'll see where this goes. Edward Brennan, the lawyer representing John Laurinaitis in the Janelle Grant civil case says his client is as much of a victim as she is. Heesh. Mr. Laurinaitis denies the allegations in the misguided complaint and will be vigorously defending these charges in court not the media like the plaintiff mr lauren is a victim in this case not a predator the truth will come out brennan told vice news lauren vince mcmahon and the wwe have all been named in the suit netflix's chief content officer bella bojaria gave this response to a question about the vince mcmahon allegations and i quote he's gone so he's not there he's gone Kajusuka Okada has wrapped up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He still has a few minor dates there, but his contract is currently up. Sean Rass Sapa Fightful reported that the PWTs aspect of the situation, which includes that PWTs announced that all of Okada's merchandise was going on sale and needed to be taken down within 24 hours, was linked to his New Japan contract expiring, and it was not connected to him joining WWE or AEW. SAP then cited sources who noted that New Japan Pro Wrestling has been understanding of Okada speaking with other companies, per SAP. New Japan Pro Wrestling say that things have been amicable between them. Additionally, SAP cites WWE sources who have confirmed that there have been talks between Okada's side and the company. The report notes that WWE talent have confirmed that Okada has been in contact with others on the roster to gauge his offers, WWE's approach, and to help him weigh his decision. There's no word yet on any pitches, let alone for plans for Okada in either WWE or AEW. Let us know where you think Okada ends up by going to the Facebook group, which you can go to Facebook.com and just search for SNME Radio. Rikishi sparked some buzz on February 1st as he took to Twitter and noted that former MLW World Heavyweight Champion Jacob Fatu was a free agent. This is what Rikishi had to say on X. Jacob Fatu at Samoan Werewolf. If you know, then you know. Has been the baddest, talented indie worker on the scene. It's time. Who will sign him? WWE or AEW? He's been ready. The Samoan Dynasty. Hashtag, let the wolf eat. This is also followed by an image that has the hashtag, free agent, Jacob Fatu. (laughs) Well, we know exactly who the commentary teams on both Raw and SmackDown are going to be now after this week's TV. On the Raw side, we have Michael Cole and a returning full-time Pat McAfee. And on the SmackDown side, after releasing Kevin Patrick, we have Corey Graves and Wade Barrett calling all of the action on Friday nights. As I mentioned, we have a jam-packed show for you, and we're going to be chatting the road to WrestleMania we have Bayley versus Eel Sky happening, and that match is official. It looks like we're going to be getting Roman Reigns versus The Rock, unless something happens this week on TV. This week's TV is going to be so fascinating. It's going to be so interesting to see. And this is the first true test of TKO and how they listen to the fans. And also, we have, well, Seth Rollins versus possibly Cody, possibly Gunther. Well. We're going to be chatting with Brad McKinnon of the Smack Daddies, All about this as he covered Friday Night Smackdown this past week And then later on in the show Author, podcaster Brian R. Solomon is going to be joining me And we're going to be chatting all about the world of pro wrestling So you're not going to miss out on this jam-packed show So we're going to take a short break here on TSN Radio And the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, And you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event
0: From pillar to post and coast to coast, this is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Did you know that Saturday, February 24th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the Children's Arena for Destiny's Reckless? Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Flight is showing up, Vanna Black, Paraset, Lindsay Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on the iHeartRadio Talk
1: Network. And welcome back to Sunday Night's Main Event here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And like I mentioned in the news segment, it's going to be a fast-paced show. Tons of guests because obviously there is so much to talk about after what transpired on tv and even at royal rumble last week so joining me right now he he is the host of the smack daddies each and every single friday here on the network where they review smackdown he is the man brad the dad mckinnon brad thank you so much for coming
2: back Hello, friends, and yeah, Boris. I'm always happy to be here and talk wrestling with you. I mean, this is this has been my tradition for a long time. Uh, when I went to university, I was at a predominantly female university, and that was the joke. The guys would gather on on certain days of the week. Back then, it was mostly on Mondays, and we would sit and we would gather in the, around the table, and it was coffee and wrestling to start our day.
1: Yep. So. You covered the show. You quickly got on a podcast and quickly released the episode of the Smack Daddies this past Friday evening. You know, you've had a few days to kind of percolate. Let's, you know, think (laughs) things a little through. Let's talk about the obvious big news of the week. And that is The Rock, Cody, and Roman Reigns. Brad, what are your thoughts?
2: I still am dying to see Raw tomorrow because how are they going to not make Cody look like a chump? Because he says in that promo, I want to end my story. I'm coming for you, Roman. Just not at WrestleMania. This is ridiculous. Like, why is he not going after the title? It's like, I can't beat Roman. So I'm going to go after the title. I think I can win. Boris, why why did he move out of the way for The Rock? Why did he make space for him? Other than the fact that i know casual fans i've had friends who do not watch wrestling reach out to me this week boris why they're they're excited about this and i have people that might want to come over and watch wrestlemania just to see the rock but other than that doesn't make sense it makes sense business
1: but it doesn't make sense from the story what do you think boris i agree 100 with you and that is something that it has me scratching my head like this is one of the most short-sighted decisions that i've seen for a quick payday for tko and wwe like it to me this just doesn't seem like this is the good long-term solution but brad is this what to expect with tko which is having that big payday you know once every few months
2: i think that's what they're going to start doing is we're going to start seeing people jump over from maybe former ufc stars that will come over who are done with fighting and beating up their bodies, but maybe can bump around a little bit in the sport of professional wrestling. And I use that in air quotes. I know people still get hurt. I mean, main reason I think all of this went sideways, Boris is because of punk. I think the issue with CM Punk being out for WrestleMania kind of put a kink into the plans and maybe the rock was going to be at a different point, but they now feel like they need star power for WrestleMania. And yeah, it, it, we can dislike all of the decisions, but boy, is the rock star power.
1: Yep. That's you can't deny that. You cannot deny that the rock is star power. You can't deny that all of the attention over the past seventy-two hours have shifted from Vince McMahon to what is gonna happen at WrestleMania. And you said it best, Brad. I have never been this excited, more so over the past few weeks, than to watch Raw and SmackDown this week. Because you, I just honestly don't know what to expect. Do they keep this plan? Do they pivot? Do they explain what's actually going on? Because nothing has really been made official per se. But all signs are pointing to Rock versus Roman Reigns. Brad, what is up? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I, what else do we do with the
2: elimination chamber? Because now we have, ass, assumedly, we are going to get the men's matches for WrestleMania are set. We're going to have Rock and Roman, and on the other side, we're going to have Cody versus seth so what's going to happen to the chamber does the winner get to fight gunther is that what we're going to get is part of gunther celebration like is that it and then on the smackdown side we now know where bailey's going they fast forwarded through a lot of storyline in one episode of smackdown so do we get three and three three women from the blue brand and three from the red and they make up the chamber and the winner gets Rhea, like or the
1: loser gets Rhea, depending on how you want to look at that man honestly this is crazy because like the last time this happened was with the rock involved and daniel bryanson was in the center of all of this it worked out in the grand scheme of things and wwe obviously made some pivots and changes so let's see what wwe does but brad let's take a second take it to the facebook group you we, there was so much chat about this let's read some of the comments and react to them and get what we think people are trying to wrap their heads around. So looking at the Facebook group, we have Cesar Silver Area who says, I don't understand why fans are reacting like this. Cody Rhodes is a weekly character, and they can do this match anytime they want. The Rock versus Roman Reigns is a once in a lifetime dream match, and it will be the most electrifying match in the history of WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, he's not wrong. It's it's one of those things where this is the last part of it, although it does make it predictable. Because there is no chance The Rock is winning the title. He is not. He's going to lose and put over his cousin. And really, what this this signals to me, like the giant bat signal in the sky, is that Roman is going to catch Hogan. Like, at this point, there's nothing stopping him from catching Hogan.
1: Exactly. Not Cody, that's for sure. Eric... From the network, he says this. Did you ever in your life imagine you would see The Rock returning for WrestleMania just to have the majority of the internet wrestling community crying about it?
2: No, never would have thought that in a million years. I would have thought the if we thought this might be, and this could be very well be Boris, his last match. I can't imagine the stars aligning again. And that's maybe what this came down to is this is it. This is our last chance to get a rock WrestleMania match. And he wants to put over his family. And in some ways I can admire that part of this. I just don't understand what they're doing with Cody.
1: Yep. All right, Blaine Vandergren says this. People hating on this Rock vs. Roman match makes me scratch my head even more than Cody not getting to finish his story. Firstly, I'm sick of hearing about this guy's story. WWE does not book for wrestling fans. For everyone who has a problem with this match, are you going to not watch WrestleMania? Of course you are. Their goal is to make more money and get more eyes on the product. Cody versus Roman will not do any of that it's a match that can happen literally any other time so why does it need to be at mania my only issue with the match change is the way they went about booking it much like with the bailey and eo match but let's see what happens from here
2: yeah and let's give triple h some
1: credit he's really good at taking the pieces
2: that he gets and making a story out of it boris i mean what would If you, okay, I'll flip it back to you. If you were given The Rock, what would you have done with him? Is there a better matchup you could make for him?
1: At this point, no, absolutely not. He has zero connection to most of the the roster at this point. You know, if you want that WrestleMania moment, because that's what WWE has always been about, there's only one logical person there, and that's Roman Reigns. You know, unless somehow you can unretire Stone Cold, and we have Rock versus Stone Cold, but... I don't think that's going to be as big of a draw as Roman versus rock at this point. No, hundred percent agree. And
2: this is a way to prolong the storyline. And maybe we get like, maybe I'm dreaming and I'm just Mr. Positivity, but what if Cody wins his title and holds it for the whole year? And then we get to next year's WrestleMania and Roman's still the champion. And we have Cody versus Roman, unification match and we we or we have Cody saying I got I or Cody lose that title somewhere along the way and says I held one title there's still one left for me to put out my bucket list I think this actually builds eventually to Cody doing that and you know what else is, hasn't ever been done or hasn't been done in a very long time is somebody winning no one's ever won three Royal Rumbles in a row and maybe that's part of the story is Cody's going to do something nobody else has ever done <sighs> It
1: just to me the way that it, they've made Cody look is what really hurts me in the grand scheme of stuff, right? Like last, just last week, Brad, on the Royal Rumble after party, I was talking about the fact that, Hey, you can't not have Cody lose two WrestleMania's back to back. So maybe WWE saw that. And that's why they made the pivot to not have Cody even facing Roman, because there is that looming Hulk Hogan record coming in and around the time of SummerSlam.
2: Well, at this point, we should put nothing past WWE. That Bruno record doesn't seem impossible at this point because they're just going to be like, ah, Roman, you don't have to. Re-
1: you only- I mean, really, he only wrestles what? 12 times a year? If at all. If at all. <laughs> Chris Stratman says, I get Roman versus Rock. They could have handled it differently with Cody. Biggest match they can do right now is with The Rock. And I think that seems to be a lot of what the sentiment with our Facebook group at least and that is okay we get it Roman versus rock is huge but Cody has been done dirty but there's a way for them to do right by this and it all
2: comes down to Monday I think Monday nights raw might be one of the most must-see Raws in a while, which is crazy considering we that whole thing with Seth's knee was a must-see. That whole thing with Punk's elbow, or forearm was or uh, tricep was a must-see. We've like have a much, must-see Raw, and three hours of must-see Raw, which is insane. Although I'm not gonna lie to you, I cannot wait for this to be on Netflix next year, just so that I can a get rid of cable, and b I can also. Like if three hours on Netflix? Are we getting commercials? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that I can get an ad-free version. I can just
1: get it in two minutes and two hours and thirty minutes. That would be the dream. You know what's the one thing that a lot of people haven't really talked about? As I'm reading through a lot of these comments, and thank you to everyone who does contribute to this group. It' uh, always a lively discussion, with, especially with so much happening. Um, but WrestleMania is in Philadelphia, Brad. This is a philadelphia crowd i know that wrestlemania crowds aren't typically reflective of the city but the night before wrestlemania if they're gonna be at philly can you imagine those anti raw chants oh at the hall of fame where they're gonna invade smackdown
2: slash hall of fame or afterwards at the raw the night after if he comes out and tries to be like thank you for letting me have my last match or retire people might boo him like that's insane and i personally am holding dax responsible for all of the craziness that will go on in philadelphia uh dax might i know that he isn't committed to going to wrestlemania yet but i think deep down he's gonna go and he's gonna be the ringleader for the anti-rock chants
1: <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. All right, Brad, thank you so much. You can listen to Brad each and every single Friday on the Smack Daddy's podcast, where he covers SmackDown each and every single week. Brad, as always, it is a pleasure chatting. Thanks for having me, Boris, and uh, I'm hoping next time I see you, it's not snowing. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and when we come back, I'm going to be chatting the big news of this week rock roman cody with the one the only the author the podcaster the wrestling enthusiast brian r solomon himself so leave it locked in here on tsn radio and the iheart radio news talk networks and on the other side we're going to be chatting tons more wrestling here on sunday night's main event chat
0: wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday night's main event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month, and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial vehicles, and heavy equipment are available. Plus, travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs, and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers, and public insiders. For more information, visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com smell what the rock is cooking. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network.
1: And welcome back to Sunday night's main event here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And like I mentioned, it is the talk of the town, The Rock, Odie, Roman Reigns. So I am going to be bringing on a friend of the show, Podcaster. And he podcast Shut Up and Wrestle with Brian R. Solomon and has written books such as winner of the 2022 Wrestling Observer Award for Best Pro Wrestling Book and 2022 Michigan Notable Book Award for Blood and Fire. That is the real life story of the original Sheik. Such a great great book he's also authored superheroes the history of pop culture phenomena from ant-man to zorro and so much more and i am joined right now by brian r solomon brian thank you so much for coming back to the show
3: my pleasure i'm happy to be back thanks for having me back
1: anytime and and i'm happy that this time we can talk about the state of wrestling rather than mourning you know someone who just recently passed away. So that that's something. And what a week it is for you to come back because I think the last 10 12 days have been some of the most roller coaster days in pro wrestling that we have seen ever.
3: Absolutely. It's like it's been like a slow moving train wreck in a lot of ways. <laughs>
1: I think that's the perfect way to put it, right? Like in <laughs> earlier in the news, I essentially said, you know, the, it's that accent that you just can't stop looking away from. Anytime that TKO thinks they've done something good, it just seems like something is waiting on the other side. But one of the things I was talking about earlier in the show, Brian, is that th- in my opinion, this is the first true test of TKO as a leadership. And it'll be very interesting to see how they react to the fan reaction of what happened on SmackDown between Cody Rhodes, The Rock, and Roman Reigns.
3: That is true, actually, to talk about that part of it because, um, you know, one of the things I don't usually put a lot of stock in things like this. Like, I think, for example, I think it's a mistake to uh, go by the opinions of Twitter a lot of the times because that doesn't always represent really the mainstream fan or majority of fans. However, one thing that really shocked me was what was going on on YouTube, because look, uh, the thing is, there are many, many people. In fact, I think more people today watch WWE shows in clips on YouTube than are actually watching the cable shows. So when you see the reactions on YouTube, that is a warning sign. And the Rock Cody Roman video, which should have been, I'm sure they thought it was going to be a home run like the like the CM Punk Cody video was panned something like two-thirds thumbs down. That's the kind of thing that doesn't really happen on WWE's videos on YouTube, especially the ones that are not meant to have a negative reaction. They have to think about this. I think this really goes down in history as a very bad move and something that they're going to look back on in documentaries and talk about what a bad move it was. But in the moment, you almost can't see how bad it is because you're right in the middle of it.
1: Right? And right now, it's like you're getting the two different ideologies. You have the business side of wrestling, and then you have the realistic fan side of wrestling. And I just feel like right now with the move that they're at least pointing us towards as of Sunday is we're going to get The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And like I said, it'll be very interesting to see if they pivot. So, Brian, do you think that there's any chance under the sun that they pivot?
3: Yes. I do think so. I do think it's possible, especially we still have elimination chamber coming. There's, there's plenty of twists and turns that could happen. They could wind up turning it into a triple threat, which I also think would be a disappointment, but not as much of a disappointment if Cody comes out of it with the belt, you see. So that might be a way to do it. I just feel like, you know, this is a match that absolutely should happen. It should have happened a while back. Um, I I just think the timing is so bad because whether he realizes it or not, and I think he may be starting to realize it, this paints The Rock as the bad guy with a lot of fans. It paints Cody even more sympathetic. I mean, they it was embarrassing for him what they did there. And I think also sometimes what they don't take into account is the age demographic of the fan base, okay? I mean, there's a... I would have to say a majority of fans watching today have only started watching in say the last 10 years, maybe 15 years. These are the rock doesn't mean as much to these people. I mean, there's a lot of young people today. I'm a teacher. I teach, you know, high school kids who don't even know that he was a wrestler. They just think Dwayne Johnson's an actor that's in big movies. So like, it's not as big to them. It's big, maybe with guys, my age and all that, but those younger fans want to see Cody. They don't want to see, I mean, yeah, he looks great. They don't want to see this 52-year-old guy getting in there with Roman Reigns and you know, and spoiling Cody's story. People are invested in this. If Cody had won the title a year ago at Mania, as he should have, and I'll keep saying he should have, this would have been perfect because you do Roman Reigns and rock, you don't need the title. You don't need it. It's bigger than the title. And you got Cody doing his thing. Everything that's happened to Cody in the past year, Would have been more compelling if he had been the champion and he can go in there, defend it against Rollins or whatever they want to do or have a unification, whatever. The timing of this is what makes it such a mess.
1: And that's exactly it, right? Like, like over the past few days, I've been thinking about the various scenarios. You know, we have Cody possibly winning the title before eliminate or before WrestleMania. We have the possibility of Cody uh, beating Seth Rollins for the title and having a unification match down the road. Um, every scenario, in my opinion, takes away from the special moment of quote, unquote, finishing the story. Would you agree? Right.
3: I would agree. And, you know, some people I've seen that idea floated. Like, what if Cody beats Roman reigns at elimination chamber, and then you have rock and Roman at mania without the belt, and then Cody can still be the champ. But I just feel like when you talk about bad timing, that's part of the bad timing, because when I say that Rock and Roman doesn't need the title, I firmly believe that that Roman could have lost the belt before the match. However, I don't think you want him losing the belt 1 month before the match. I feel like that's too close and that does make Roman look weak going into the match. You want it to be enough of a time that he kind of recovers from the momentum loss of losing the title you can't have it happen immediately after he loses the title that, you know that, that this is just like a it almost feels like a snowballing mess that now they're going to try to have to clean up any way they can but i do foresee a possible scenario where you have um, uh, roman and rock and when the match happens the crowd is really very a. Uh, Um, hostile towards it i mean we've seen that happen before even at wrestlemania's goldberg and brock lesnar rock and hogan where the whole crowd turned on rock and went with hogan i mean even though they they saw that coming a little bit that that could happen again
1: you know in there i was actually there live for that very moment and which one rock and hogan uh, rock and hogan and it was wow it was just i didn't get to go to that yeah, it was crazy because I knew I was going to cheer for Hogan. It was nostalgia, like uh, nostalgia right. as nostalgia can be. And at that time, right, it was yeah. something just seeing the Rock's reaction and just seeing how rattled he got. Because looking back at the DVD, when I bought the DVD later that year, he just looked rattled at what was going on. So can you imagine at this point with just this negative attention that's happening, you know, the negative right. attention that wwe has been getting because of the all of the vincent McMahon things i I can really see over the next few days them completely rewriting and changing plans and we'll see what happens over the next few days but i do foresee that we're gonna see a change in some shape or form
3: yeah i do i hate to say it but you know uh, for someone that follows you know i follow the movie industry as well and i've written a lot about in addition to wrestling i've written about Uh, comic books, superheroes, and comic book movies and things. And, you know, Dwayne Johnson is is a nice guy. He's very likable. He's very charismatic. He's a good person. But he's building this reputation now as somebody who tries to force himself into situations and build everything around himself. Um, We just saw this happen for people that follow this sort of thing with the DC Extended Universe films where he kind of clumsily tried to force himself in. he tried to do like a political power play at Warner Brothers Discovery, take over the DC movies. He did the Black Adam thing. He forced Shazam out of it. Like I know this is real inside comic book stuff. He was trying to reboot Superman with Henry Cavill. Like he had all these big ideas and he got, he lost. (laughs) He lost the power play partly because Black Adam did not do well. And now it almost feels like that happened he lost this goodwill. He had to put his tail between his legs. He came back to WWE and now he's trying to do that here. He's on the board of directors. And he, everything I know and understand about this situation, it seems to be him kind of forcing himself into this scenario. Not good. Not good for business. good for you know what? It's good for short term. It'll get, it'll get more mainstream attention on WrestleMania than Cody and Roman would. There's no doubt about that. It will. But in the long term, you're really playing with fire because you're, you're you've got your hottest baby face, who you could be really damaging. I mean, they did damage to him last year, and he somehow has survived it. And it's like this is this is just not smart from a big picture, long term perspective.
1: All great points, Brian. And we're going to be taking a short break. And Brian, you're going to be sticking around for our last segment of the day, and we're going to be chatting some more. AEW, including what Tony Khan and AEW needs to do to keep the momentum going and whether they're trying to attract the right fan base. Well, we're going to be taking a quick break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the
0: Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio.
2: Hello, special friends. You can catch Greg and Brad, your Smack Daddies, each weekend on the SNME Radio Network. We cover our lives, what's happening on the East Coast, and eventually cover SmackDown. Check us out each week at SundayNightsMainEvent.com.
1: Please subscribe to get your SmackDaddies and the rest of the SNME Radio Network content directly to your podcatcher for less than a dollar a week. We the ones!
0: This is Sunday Night's Main Event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network.
1: We are back here on tsn radio and the iHeartRadio radio news talk networks and you're listening to sunday night's main event and we have been chatting wrestling all hour long and we will continue to do so and joining me is author podcaster brian r solomon let's turn the page and chat a little bit about seth rollins you know, the whole CM Punk injury, I feel like WrestleMania right now is just completely being rewritten and rethought of. Um, and, you know, right now with this whole CM Punk injury, we have Seth Rollins without an opponent per se. Could be Cody, could be someone else. You know, do you foresee these rumors of a possible unification? Like, And how strong of this is it? Considering we just had this title come out, what, under a year ago.
3: Yes, it was, I think, uh, maybe May. a little over a year ago, yeah. or was it, May wow, was it that recently? Okay, yeah, I mean, you never know, it's like, I almost thought from the right. beginning, when they, in- when they introduced this title, that in some weird way, the end game was, it was just going to be another way to further strengthen Roman, Yeah. that the idea was that he's going to absorb this one sooner rather than later, and I don't think that's so out of the question because if you have rock and roman at mania roman is winning that and he's going to continue you know as the universal champion um so i mean i think that's very very possible however i think if they want to do it another way to do it which i don't think would be off the table is because they're talking about cody now they're trying to save face with him and talk about how it's this bigger picture like yes he hasn't roman's not out of his sights he's taking it to another level. Well, maybe that other level is he's going to first win this world heavyweight title from Rollins and then go after Roman and then potentially unify the two, which would then justify at least in their minds everything that they've done to him up to this point. Uh but I have no way of knowing if that's going to happen. It just seems it would make sense if that's what they want to do. It would make some kind of sense, but as we all know, these
1: things do not always make sense exactly and wrestlemania season if anything this is going to keep us glued because as much as people are complaining as much as people putting hitting that thumbs down button that dislike button on youtube you know i know that more people are going to be watching raw and smackdown over the next few weeks just to see where yes. this story is going to go
3: absolutely and 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 we know like the metrics have changed the way the business is done has changed um engagement is the name of the game and everything isn't tied as much as it used to be on individual shows. Like you'd have a pay-per-view event and you'd live and die by how many buys that pay-per-view event. got. it's just not like that anymore. You know, you have your subscriptions, you have the ratings, the media rights fees, which is their biggest source of income now coming from, you know, the, the platforms like Amazon, like Netflix or USA network or whatever. Um, It's not as much, an immediate business anymore where what you do week to week can really hurt or help your business either way it's it's much more it's it's a it's bigger now it's much harder to put your finger on you know like that's why i think they don't lose sleep as much over ratings for example as they used to because the money keeps coming in as long as there's engagement and people keep subscribing and things then that's what they
1: care about and in 11 months that entire game is going to change what they cover the metrics that matter to them aren't going to be ratings whatsoever once they make the Mm -hmm. move to netflix so it'll be interesting to see what metrics they consider important at wwe so we're going to be talking a little bit of aew while we talk about tv contracts and all of that fun stuff you know so last week we saw that the huge netflix deal was signed with tko and wwe do you think this gives aew some leverage some hope for a great contract with WB Discovery or someone else?
3: I think the Netflix thing, it's not even just a wrestling thing. Kind of like what WWE did when they started the network 10 years ago and how they were ahead of the curve. And then you started seeing more people copying that model with what they call these over-the-top streaming platforms. I think the UFC was a copycat. I think NFL started dabbling in it more when they saw what success WWE had. I think this is a similar thing where... This is a major sea change. You've got a live weekly cable TV juggernaut that is now moving to streaming. The streaming model, which is like you got to see what happens. There's going to be a lot of wait and see because the the viewing patterns of people are different when it comes to cable and when it comes to streaming. Are people going to make time for appointment viewing of a three-hour live streaming show every week we do know like for example like shows that are on streaming platforms even the ones that drop a new episode every week like let's say people still will tend to binge those shows they'll wait till there's like three or four of them or whatever and they'll watch them all together a lot of people do that you can't really do that with raw because a it's three hours okay a week and b if you don't keep up week to week you don't know what's going on so it's going to really be a test to see if they don't, if the viewers can adapt. You know, you're you also on the risk of losing older viewers uh, outside the demographic who aren't as comfortable. They're just not with with uh, with streaming in some cases. So I think everybody's going to be waiting to see, including AEW, if that answers the question whether that's the way to go. Because like we've all been waiting for AEW to get on Max, which is the Warner Brothers Discovery streaming app. But I think everybody assumed it was going to be for pay-per-views and for archived content, not for the weekly live shows. But if WWE on Netflix works, then that could happen with AEW
1: content on, say,
3: Max, for example.
1: Exactly. Let's talk about the day-to-day AEW. Uh, you know, it's been up and down, just like WWE, it's been quite the roller coaster over the past few months with AEW, but I would say that since the new year, it kind of feels like they've hit a bit of a refresh button. You know, do you think that AEW right now is going in the right direction in terms of appealing to the more Internet savvy fan in terms of knowing what is going on? People who listen to this show, people who read the dirt sheets, people who listen to our
3: podcasts. I think it's very apparent, first of all, that that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they really have shown at this point uh, that they have very little interest in expanding the audience beyond that which I think is not what the original mission of AEW was. When when the original Elite lineup was there and Cody had more power there, for example, and everything, I think they really were looking to create not a copycat of WWE, not like what TNA tried to do, but more of a viable alternative that could be a head-to-head competitor. I think in a lot of ways they were looking at AEW as being like a spiritual successor of WCW. I really think that was a big part of the original that's even why they're on tbs and tnt but i think now they're going more like it's more like the ring of honor crowd it's the people maybe who used to watch nxt that, that got turned off to what nxt became that kind of thing is now what they're going for and because they're not uh, their numbers are not the numbers of a company that is in growth i mean you look at their attendance they're having trouble drawing two thousand people to a tv taping um, their ratings continue to shrink just when you think they can't get any smaller, they are benefiting by the fact that cable TV itself is shrinking. So it doesn't look as bad because even with dynamite getting 750,000 people watching it, it's still TNT or TBS's <laughs> highest rated show, you know, in that slot or whatever. So like that is helping them. But that pattern can't go on forever. They they have to think of something to turn this around, not to copy WWE and become WWE, but maybe do a little bit more to engage uh, fans outside their fan base.
1: That's exactly it. I think that that's exactly what they need to do. What that answer is, who knows? But you can only get so much from the hardcore fans. And I've always said this about AEW. If I was flipping the channel and I see this wrestling show on, yeah, it could be great wrestling. But if I have zero investment in the people in the ring, then I'm not going to continue watching this. And I think that's something that you know the internet wrestling fan really forget sometimes and it's it's it's, it's crazy and then even with the internet wrestling fans you have tony khan who really really at this point just needs to stay off of social media because i know a lot of people on the facebook group and others who i talk to who just have been turned off by dare i say the antics
3: it's it does come off at times as unprofessional and that's another thing i want to say it's like look people aren't going to be the same people you can't you know, I, I know now when you say Vince McMahon, the first thing you think of is everything that he did. But even Vince McMahon as the face of the company when he was and as the spokesperson and the promoter, you can't just try to be like him or try to be like Paul Levesque. I mean, Tony Khan's a very different person, but uh, he, he, this isn't it, what he's doing right now. <laughs> Whatever it is, isn't it? And, and on top of that, uh, it's not just him. It's just the idea of of chasing only those kind of fans because um, when you you're throwing all these people on TV like what they're doing they just did with the CMLL guys and stuff you have to give people more reason to care um, you know I mean look I know who all these people are I, I'm a maniac though you know I cover all this stuff the average person watching that show and the same thing happens when they're building to the Forbidden Door. And they're throwing all these people on TV that nobody knows who they are. Um, You know, you can't make that assumption. I have too many people saying, well, you could easily look it up and all that. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody wants to be Googling information (laughs) on the show that they're watching. You have to get outside that bubble and realize a lot of this stuff doesn't mean as much. Like when I, you know, I made a joke and it wasn't really even, it was meant to be partly serious about how Cody versus punk, the way that the rumble ended. Was like it it would have been the biggest match in AEW history if it had happened, but it happened in a WWE ring, and I had people going, "Well, the, no, that's not true. This match was bigger. This that match was bigger. Omega versus Osprey was bigger than Cody and Punk." And I'm like, "No, no, no, it wasn't." And and yeah, I, you know what? I have no doubt it probably would have been a better match, uh, but not a bigger match. Not a bigger match. And if you think it is, I think you're too much inside that bubble. That's the thing.
1: That's sometimes it, right? We sometimes are too much in the bubble, and we need to take that step back and see that bigger picture, but we'll see what happens there. Brian, Shut Up and Wrestle is your podcast, and you just hit a recent milestone. Talk to me about that real quick. Yeah, we just hit
3: the 100th episode. Actually, it's a few weeks out now. 106 drops on Wednesday, but this was the one. Uh, I I, uh, I finally nailed down my, my dream guest for episode 100, which was... Uh, uh, Jim Cornette, who, you know, I've done stuff with on his show and I've had, uh, I interviewed him for a couple of books that I've done. So, you know, we had, we had spoken a lot before and I, I was thrilled to have him on there just because, you know, I have so many things that I want to ask him that he spends so much time critiquing modern wrestling that I wanted to give him a chance to actually talk about the old school stuff that I know is so like near and dear to his heart. So that was a lot of fun.
1: And it was a great episode. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. And you're working on a very special book that we talked about the last time that we chatted. How is that book going? And let us know who that book is about. So it's
3: called Irresistible Force, The Life and Times of Gorilla Monsoon. And I could not believe that there hadn't been a book done on Gorilla Monsoon, especially not from even from WWE, you would think. But I felt like it needed to be done. I think it's somebody who's he's somebody that is ingrained in the childhood of of a lot of fans and even fans of different generations because he was a wrestler himself in years gone by. Like my dad remembers him as a wrestler, especially if you grew up in the Northeast. And, you know, these days, I hate to say other than sound bites here and there, uh, his name is not even really mentioned that much, even by WWE. And I feel like they don't do a lot with him. I was really hoping to see uh, like an A&E biography or something. There hasn't been that. Uh, So I felt like this was somebody who was really ripe for a biography. And I'm grateful that his family, the Morella family, they've been very helpful. They've welcomed me. I have very high hopes for this book. I think it's going to look good, have great pictures in it from the family and everything. And I'm really pouring my heart into it. So I look forward. I think at this point, probably it'll be out. It'll probably within the next 12 months, it'll be out there. I'm still writing it now. I'm deep in the writing phase at the moment.
1: All right, Brian, thank you so much. And we're going to have you back on the show chatting so much more down the road, but It is that time of the week where we have to bid farewell and say goodbye. Thank you so much to listening here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And just remember that you can find us each and every single week in podcast form. And in fact, we have a show just about every single day covering the world of pro wrestling, whether it be Raw, whether it be SmackDown, Dynamite, Collision. We've got you covered. All you need to do is go to your favorite podcast catcher and search for Sunday Night's main event we're also on facebook where we have an excellent awesome group that loves to chat wrestling and you can find us by going to facebook.com and searching for snme radio and you can be part of the family and help support the show and everything that we do by going over to patreon.com slash snme radio and we have been powered by Destiny Wrestling, where you can see the indie god himself, Matt Cardona, square off against Tariq in the main event of Reckless on February 24th in the Osh- in Oshawa at the Children's Arena. This is sure to be a match for the ages when two of the very best competitors going today meet in the ring. You can get two GA tickets for only $50 and for fans looking to attend both Reckless shows on February 24th and Carnage on March 3rd you can pick up a combo ticket via www.revelry.ca slash event slash reckless. That's revelry, R-E-V-E-L-R-E-E. Be sure to come out and support Destiny Wrestling. And, well again thank you so much it's been a crazy week and one oh, can only wonder what's going to be happening will wwe pivot the plans for the rock and roman is cody going to get his way is this just wrestlemania 30 all over again man history loves to repeat itself and on the aew sign we're going to slowly build to that hangman swerve uh and samoa joe match that possibly will be happening at revolution we have sting's final match coming up oh again we are so busy in the awesome world of pro wrestling but again thank you so much for listening and until next time stay tranquilo
0: thanks for finding sunday night's main event to get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts please join our patreon at patreon.com
3: slash snmeradio